0: So good evening everybody and a very warm welcome to our joint evening service on the Zoom. It's good to see friends from different churches around the West End and across the globe. It's great to be together again this evening. Our service tonight is a communion service so if for any reason that had passed you by um, at some point if you just want to sneak off and, and grab something to eat and drink That's totally fine. And of course, if you prefer not to partake um, when we get to that point, that is equally fine as well. Just whatever is comfortable for you. We will have opportunity to sing along to the voices of Hillhead Baptist Church and to hear also Paul Fraser on the piano in recorded form from live services in the past. As well as my voice, we will hear the voice of Brian from Hillhead Helen from Kelvin Sidehill Head, and Penny from Kelvin Bridge. The service will basically run unannounced um, after these notices, but um, hopefully we'll find our way through it. And we normally keep the mics muted um, unless we're speaking, because otherwise the, the, the internet just can't cope with all our amazing singing. So we kind of save it from being useless. Next week, Anne will be leading our evening service. Um, So that will be lovely. I'm looking forward to whatever Anne feels led to bring us. Um, So I think that's probably all the notices. Just to say as well, you're very welcome to stay and chat at the end. Depending how many of us there are, we may split into uh, breakout rooms. Certainly, we're currently over 20 devices, which would suggest breakout rooms. But we'll see how we go as we go along. So let's just keep a moment of stillness, and then I will... Lead us in a call to worship. O God, you are my God and I long for you. My whole being desires you. Like a dry, worn out and waterless land, my soul is thirsty for you. Let me see you in your sanctuary let me see how mighty and glorious you are. Your constant love is better than life itself. And so I will praise you. so let's come to God in prayer. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, Son of the Living God, you call us together to meet you in this time and this place. We do so at the end of a day when many of us have been busy in so many ways doing the work of church, the stuff of discipleship, the busyness of family. As you meet us, please enable us to slow down, to let go of the thoughts and feelings that clutter our hearts and minds, and simply be in your presence. Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, You have the words of eternal life. You are the bringer of peace. In these moments, as we rest in your presence, remind us of the truths that give us hope, the kind words that encourage us, and the gentle embrace of your peaceful love. Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, you have called us, you have welcomed us, and now in awe and gratitude we worship you.
1: Amen. Psalm 113 God the Helper of the Needy. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time on and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens who is like the lord our god who is seated on high who looks far down on the heavens and the earth he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes And with the princes of his people, he gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children.
2: Praise the Lord. And from the Gospel, as told by John, when the crowd saw that Jesus had gone as well as his disciples, They went on board boats and made for Capernaum in search of him. They found him on the other side. Rabbi, they asked, when did you come here? Jesus replied, in very truth I tell you, it's not because you saw signs that you came looking for me, but because you ate the bread and your hunger was satisfied. You should work, not for this perishable food, but for the food that lasts the food of eternal life. This food the Son of Man will give you, for on him God the Father has set the seal of his authority. Then what must we do, they asked him, if our work is to be the work of God? Jesus replied, this is the work that God requires, to believe in the one whom he has sent. They asked, What sign can you give us so that we may see it and believe you? What is the work you are doing? Our ancestors had manna to eat in the desert. As scripture says, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus answered, In very truth, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. The bread that God gives comes down from heaven and brings life to the world. Sir, they said to him, give us this bread now and always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty.
3: And from the book of Revelation. After this, I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne, and they worshipped God, singing, Amen blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen.
0: Perhaps like me you have seen things on the news websites or on social media about the hoo-ha that's going on about communion in some parts of the church. People getting upset about the use of small cups rather than a common cup and then rather snipey remarks from other parts of the church saying well we've always used small cups but you use little wafers rather than a whole loaf. And it all gets very silly and very unhelpful and possibly very divisive. So I wonder tonight, what does communion mean to you? And by that, I don't mean your theology of communion. Not what you think happens or doesn't happen to the bread or the wine or the juice or whatever it is that you use. Not the words that are spoken or who can speak them, but what does it mean to you? It's absolutely not a secret that I have a low theology of communion. I understand communion as primarily an ordinance, it's something we do because Jesus told us to rather than a sacramental view. And one of the problems with a sacramental view is every tradition redefines what a sacrament is so that it fits their understanding of the word. But my low theology of communion means I don't worry about the forms of words. I don't worry about what we eat or drink. And actually I don't worry about who says what. I take it seriously. And it means a lot to me. I do love communion. I love the way that in retelling the story, whether we read it in the scriptures, whether we use a published liturgy or whether we improvise on the spot, we connect with all the other people who have ever and who will ever participate in this act of remembrance. In our church, in Hillhead Baptist Church, over the last six months, we have been singing along to recordings of ourselves. And some of those recordings go back as much as 10 years. And so some of the voices we sing along to are people who are no longer here on the earth. They now enjoy the fulfillment of God's promises. And yet we connect with them and we had a lovely service a while back where Paul Fraser spoke about how, when we went to those services, we brought ourselves and what was going on for us then. And now we bring ourselves and what's going along for us now and somehow those connect and our past selves and our present selves unite with each other and find that place in the mystery. I like the word mystery. That's my kind of word, this mysterion, this thing which is beyond intellect, beyond feeling, and is amazing. And somehow, in that singing along of ourselves, and in the sharing of the story, and in the breaking of bread or wafers or jam donuts or whatever it is you happen to use, and the drinking of claret or grape juice or ribena somewhere in all of that we connect with each other somewhere in all of that we catch a glimpse of the communion of saints a glimpse of that revelation vision i love that i love it and more than that it's something that helps me in the here and now sometimes i'm having a rubbish day a rubbish week sometimes I find a great day but it's not about how I feel there is something in that connecting that remembering that putting back together of the story that gives me encouragement and hope and strength and joy just to keep going so actually in our church over the last six months we have shared communion in cold tea and biscuits oat cakes and orange juice, bagels and croissants, rice cakes, crisps, lattes, you name it. Because communion isn't about getting the outward appearances right. And that's, I think, is where these arguments are misguided. It's about the remembering. It's about the retelling and the reliving of the story of which we are an important part and we will always be part of that story. It's about finding meaning and making meaning and doing so in a meaningful way. I love communion. It means a lot to me. What about you? Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Those who come to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. With those words in mind, let's bring to God our prayers for the world of which we are part. Let's pray together. Creator God, provider of grain, baker of bread, feeder of those who are hungry we come to you with our prayers for a world ravenous for healing and wholeness we pray for our city and the surrounding local authority areas in these days when we are prohibited from meeting in the homes of those we love we understand the good sense that lies behind it but it's hard And especially we think of those who will have no one to talk to, no one to give them a ring on the phone to send a text or an email, but rather will hunger for company this night. Show us who we might bless with a quick phone call or a message. We pray for our governments in Holyrood and Westminster, where hard-working politicians and civil servants endeavour to address complicated and changing situations. We are grateful for those whose guidance enables us to keep safe and well, whether or not we share their wider political opinions. And as we pray for them, we also pray for those whose words or actions infuriate us. Recognizing our shared humanity and frailty. Starved of opportunity for rest, hungry for status, thirsty for justice, or drunk on power, you know and love every single one of them. Show us how we might learn to see them as you do and to seek their well being. We pray for our world, united in the struggle to cope with a deadly disease alongside climate crisis, natural disaster, war and injustice. Whilst we have food to eat, others face malnutrition and physical starvation. Whilst we have freedom to express our opinions, others hunger for justice, for peace, for a voice to speak for them. As we watch the humanitarian disaster in Lesvos, recall the events of 9-11, or are disturbed by violence and disobedience on our own streets, show us how we may be the yeast of your kingdom, working through the lump that is the world community until all is transformed into the living bread of justice, peace, and new creation. Creator God, we speak of interconnectedness, of worldwide webs, and even of global communion. Show us, we pray, how to live what we speak and so to catch a glimpse of the promised new creation where all find welcome in a fully reconciled and redeemed diversity. These things we pray in the name of Christ. Amen. I know why all the Anglicans and Catholics have to ablute. They've obviously all had their cats leap up on their knee just before communion as well. They had done this many times over the years. They knew by heart the psalms they would sing, the prayers they would intone and the story they would tell. They looked forward to being with those they loved best, enjoying a good meal and remembering. They had no way of knowing that that year it would be so very different. And we have done this many times over the years. We know by heart the words of institution, the prayers of Thanksgiving and the story that we will tell. We have looked forward to being with those we love, enjoying fellowship and remembering. We had no way of knowing that this year it would be so very different. Together, they and we gather mysteriously connected in the story of God's people. With them. We remember. With them we obey. With them we seek communion with one another and with God. And so as we gather let's listen to words that to us are familiar. The words written by an apostle and sent to a gathering church in a place called Corinth that have been cherished and remembered and handed on through the ages. He writes, For I received from the Lord what I passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat this drink, this bread and drink this cup, he wrote, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes so let us give thanks for the food and drink with which we have chosen to make communion with one another with all the saints and with God let's pray God of life and love you have blessed us with food and drink for our well-being We recall how Jesus fed those who were hungry in body, mind and spirit. We recall how he quenches our thirst for understanding and meaning in life. And we thank you for this food and drink, which we will share in remembrance of him. Amen. So Jesus broke the bread and shared it with his friends. Let us eat and be thankful. And Jesus took a cup of wine and shared that with his friends. So let's drink together and be thankful. Thank you, loving God, for all that we have shared here. Thank you for your redemptive power and love in Christ our Lord. Thank you for the mystery and the wonder of our interconnectedness, even when we are physically apart. Thank you for this holy, healing communion. Amen. Thank you. After the blessing, I will split us up into three groups uh, to chat with too many of us really to have a, a meaningful conversation at this side. So, a uh, prayer based on Carmen Gar- Gadalika, uh, which I can't say properly. It's inspired by that, but it's my words. May God enfold us with love. May God surround us with hope. May God fill us with courage. May God lead us in faith. May God bless us with restful sleep. May God grant us the gift of a new day. May God be with us now. May God lead us safe home.
4: Amen.